Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. I'm just checking in on you to see how the fuck you're doing. Hey, you know what? I was all excited to get this fucking uh, uh, vaccine and all of that shit. Oh, I'm group 1C. 1C over 50. Come on up and get it. I thought you got it, and then that was it. But now I'm here, and you got to get it, and you got to get another one, and then they think maybe it's only good for a fucking year. It's like, oh, you greedy cunts. You know, how many comedians have done bits about the last thing they've really cured was polio? Now, look, I know this thing is brand new, but you know the deal. These guys are licking their chops going, there is over 7 billion people on the planet who need this shot. We're going to make a ton of money. And then there was one other guy. What if? What if they had to get it every year? 7 billion every year in a pocket. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. You got to get a flu shot every year. Maybe it's just like that. I don't fucking know. But I thought I was going to go down. I was going to get it. I was going to be fine. I don't know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It could be worse, right? Could be worse. It could always be worse. It could always be worse. That's what I've learned. It could always be worse. Like right now. You know what I mean? As much as you were a fan of Donald Trump. Okay. And you think that they took the election from him and he got fucked over and all. As much as you thought that, it could always be worse. You could have gone down to D.C. And those fucking idiots with their water buffalo lodge, Fred Flintstone fucking hats, went in and killed the fucking cop. And now you could have been there. Now, listen to what the fuck these, these guys are doing. Prosecutors weigh heavy hammer felony murder for rioters and capital officers, police uh, officers death. Now, I understood that. But listen to this shit as federal prosecutions uh, filed charges against rioters who took part in last Wednesday's violent takeover of the U.S. Capitol. Investigators continue to gather evidence. Well, I guess this is an old article. Huh? Well, it's new to me. Last week, it was almost last month. Um, gather evidence in the death of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick who died from injuries sustained during the attack. While most murder investigations focus on the person or persons who caused the fatal injury, former federal prosecutor uh, Tim Herpy, <laughs> Heapy? Heapy? I don't know, said prosecutors could charge many rioters with felony murder even if they were nowhere near sicknick. See, it could be that. You could have been one of those law-abiding Trumpsters standing out there with your fucking sign yelling at the cops. Why don't you go in there and go do something? Could have been one of them. Still getting charged. This can always, can always be worse. Can always be worse. That's, that's what I learned this week. You know, when you finally fix the fucking wall in your backyard, right? And they got to dig up a bunch of vegetation. And then the next time it rains, all the fucking dirt, you have your own private mudslide. And it goes all over your fucking patio? Like it did for me this week? Could always be worse. Could have been, you know, I don't know, God forbid I could have been standing there. (laughs) Old Freckles buried up to his neck in dirt like the end of that fucking, what was that movie there? The guy buried the dude up in the sand waiting for the tide to come in. And he's screaming, I can hold my breath a really long time. I think it was the guy from Airplane. 
What was it? Not the Crypt Keeper. Was it the Crypt Keeper? They did a bunch of different ones. I don't fucking know. Anyways. Anyway. You know what they should charge with something? These federal prosecutors are these fucking assholes who jog in the street when there's a perfectly good fucking sidewalk. They jog in the, in the street like they're having their own little fucking... Uh, if anybody knows, like, bicycle... People on bikes and joggers are getting really aggressive. I don't know what their deal is. This fucking asshole, he comes, I'm like driving down the street. This guy comes running out into the street, like off a side street, like he's in a car. He's not even on a bicycle. He's just running down the street. It's like, why aren't you on the fucking sidewalk where you belong? Sorry, I know it shouldn't get to me like that. But why aren't you on the fucking side? This is new me. I'm going to be more calm. Hey, buddy. Buddy. Why aren't you on the fucking sidewalk where you belong, you dumb cunt? Why can't they run on the fuck? There's a sidewalk. Why can't you be there? Why are you running in the fucking street, you fucking moron? Oh, I don't want to turn my ankle. You know, it's, you know, it's a more even surface. Really? So you're going to run in traffic with your back to people while they text and drive? And then what are they going to do? Frost your fucking jogging shorts after you died to leave it next to the fucking idiot who was riding a bike? In something that was called a bike lane that isn't, right? It's fucking people on bikes can go fuck themselves. I, can't, I'm as, I like to try and be green and all that type of shit. These fucking assholes on bikes. I've said it a million times. They don't obey the rules of the road. They're supposed to. If you ride out in the street, you're just like a car. You got to signal when you turn. You got to come to a full stop at a fucking stop sign. I don't even do that. But these fucking assholes, they blow right, red lights, stop signs, all of this shit. And then when they die, then when they fucking die, what do they do? They frost the bike like they're a fucking war hero. Here lies so-and-so. He rode out in traffic and didn't stop at red lights. Can you believe what assholes these people in cars are? Sorry. It really isn't about these people. It's really about the fucking... It's like somebody dug a swimming pool in my backyard, but there isn't one. And they just left the dirt. That's what the fuck happened. All over my patio. I'll tell you right now, people, be careful what you wish for. You know? I'm really starting to see the genius of uh, those people who live in those little fucking... Like, they somehow turn a walk-in closet into, like, a house. Um, how insufferable is someone who lives in a fucking house like that? You know, they have this big fucking ear-to-ear grin when you come walking in there. Because they love being the center of attention, which is why they bought that little house to begin with. Now, look, if you're doing it for financial reasons, okay, you're off the hook. But if you're fucking doing it to make a statement that you're a minimalist, okay, that's great. I think it is a good thing. It is good for the fucking environment. But I don't want to come over. I don't want to talk to you as you come walking in there waiting to blow my mind at how little you can live with and be happy. Be happy with, you know? Okay, like... I'm just picturing a guy with a beard and his hair pulled back in a ponytail. And he's sort of, sort of that brillowy hair, you know? Looks like the drummer in Faith No More, except like smarmy, a smarmy version of that guy. That's who I picture when I walk in. He's not wearing a shirt with his dumb yoga body. You know, he's basically doing everything right and it's fucking annoying me. You know, and then you're in that little house and, you know, you can't, you can't do anything. You're just in that little house. Everybody's going to see it. If you have a fight, it's going to be like raising Arizona. You're going to come out the side of it. Um, 
don't know, if I didn't have kids, I, I, I really think, and I look at those things sometimes, as I'm sitting here looking around my fucking office, and over the years, every gig I've done, somebody gives me something, somebody gives me this, I get a free T-shirt and all this shit, and the next thing you know, next thing you know, you just have a mountain of fucking shit. I have so much shit framed. I don't even know what the fuck to do. I don't even know what to do with it. And today, I go to the, uh, the fucking grocery store. It's, not a, it's sort of a mom and pop one because it's owned by like a family. It's weird. It's sort of a weird place where it's like, it's mom and pop. It's super healthy, but they don't like gay people. That's <laughs> in the valley. <laughs> they got some shit for it. But they got the organic shit. So I go there, right? The fuck? You know? I like gay people. You know, I'm not straight across the board because there's assholes who happen to be gay. You know what I mean? But I, and I, don't, I don't dislike gay people. That's what I'm trying to say. I didn't want to be like, oh, I like gay people. I hate when people say that. I love the gays. All of them. Just, just all they have to be is be gay because there's cunts who happen to be gay. Happen to be gay, right? If you're cool, I like you. That's the deal. But here's the thing, too. I also want to be in the shape of a gay dude. So I, I have to go to where these homophobic people say. I don't have to, but it's convenient, so I do. So anyway, I go in there. And as I'm going to leave, you know, the lady puts the shit in the, fu- in the bag, and then she gives me another bag. I go, what is that? She goes, oh, it's a little gift bag from the, the thing there, right? And what it is, is it's either new products or shit that isn't selling well, and they're hoping that I'm eating it and I'm going to fucking like it. It was like one thing that was edible. I just took a glance at it. And then the other things were all like stuff you had to open. This little fucking like, the, I'm not like a giant gift bag. Like, a, like you know, when you brown bagged your lunch, it was like the size of that. And I came home and I opened it. I was like, what the, no, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do with this? A couple of times I've entertained getting rid of almost everything I have, but I'm too fucking sentimental. But as I'm looking around this office, there's a whole bunch of shit. I'm thinking, like, I didn't need to buy that. Why did I buy that? Like, you know what's a bad one? A bookshelf. A bookshelf full of books. You probably didn't read most of them. And if you did, you're not going back. I have all of these books. Books that I love, that I read. So, you know, someday I'll go back and read them again. You know what? You don't. You move on to the next thing, and there it is. It's just sitting on your fucking shelf. Right, this is getting dark, man. This is getting dark. That's why I'm starting to do podcasts with other people, man, you know? <laughs> Left alone to my own thoughts. Starts going a little sideways there. Um, anyway. Yeah, so I got a bunch of dirt in my fucking backyard right now. And I have to fucking, I don't know what I got to do with it. Do we put it back in the, hey, we can plant some more stuff up there. Well, didn't we take that shit out because the shit you planted up there was fucking with the wall? Does it just go around in a circle? Is that, is that what happens? You know, I'm getting the last bit of the plumbing done and then my house is done. It's done. And, you know, it's like uh, a buddy of mine said, owning a house, is, it's like painting the fucking Golden Gate Bridge. Is it Al Madrigal said that? I think that's what he said. It's like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. And what it is, is they paint the Golden Gate Bridge and they never stop. And when they get all the way to one side, it's time to paint the other. And they just keep, that's all they do is just paint that fucking thing. I mean, personally, if I was the mayor of San Francisco, maybe I'd hire some more painters, get the fucking job done. You know, what do they got, like three guys working on that fucking thing? Um, 
whatever. Um, so, what did I do today? Today, I actually, forgot, I was so fucking busy. I forgot, I forgot it was Thursday, so I apologize. I apologize that the podcast is so goddamn late. How about those Boston Bruins winning again in overtime? Brad Marchand keeping scoring points, keep scoring points at a, at a miraculous clip. Dude, we fucking have had more goddamn over, overtime games and shootouts, and I think we've won every single one of them. Um, let's see, NHL leaders. Leaders? Come on, Brad's got to be up there. He's got to be up there. Statistic leaders. Okay, NHL. How hilarious is it that I'm going to ESPN who could give a fuck about hockey? Um, all right, offensive leader, Connor McDavid. He's got 12. Come on, where the fuck? Where's, where's Marshawn? He's got to be top five. He has to be. He's tied for ninth. Who the fuck's in Kopitar? Kopitar having a great fucking year this late in his career. Look at this. He's got 10 points. Marshawn's got nine. Kopitar's got 10. Connor McDavid. Mitchell Marner. Nicolaj. I don't know who the fuck that is. Leon Dreisaitl, of course. He has 11 points. Edmonton, Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton. Look at that. One, two, three, four. The top four scores in the league are in Canada. And this year, because of COVID, only the Canadian teams are only playing each other. So you got some of the top scores. So they must they're either got the best players up there or they got some shit deep up in Canada. Uh Mark Stone, Bo Horvat. I don't know who half of these fucking guys are. All right, we got a Bruin in the top nine. I like it. I like it. Um, what is that? That's points. Fucking ESPN. I swear to God, points. All players. Can we just say goals and assists? All right, I'm going to the NHL. NHL.com. NHL.com. That's offensive lead. Goals. All right. Here we go. Mike Redman. Max Packer. Packer ready? Connor McDavid, Mitch Marnell. Where's Marshawn? Where the fuck is he? All right, he's got a lot of assists. All right, go fuck yourselves. Um, oh, there he is. He's got four goals, five assists. There we go. All right. Sorry. Plowing ahead. Um, oh, my God. I lost my shit again last night. I don't lose it as bad as I used to, but I am losing it. I, I, I feel like I'm starting to go back with the frequency of it. Um, I had a bunch of sh- Fuck, I was supposed to get that fucking motherfucking print ink for my printer. We have a fucking printer in my house, people. I'm just bitching today. We got a printer in my fucking house. I never use it. I so don't use the fucking thing that whenever I have to, I have to reintroduce my computer to it. I have to go online. I got to figure out how to resync it up, right? And I got to tell you, every single fucking time I go to use it, I hit, I, you know, I'm in the other room. You know, my wife's always printing out shit, right? So I fucking hit print and I hear the thing turn on and then it invariably stops after a page or two and I get over there and either it's out of ink or it's out of paper, right? So last night, it, it, you know, I go to hit print. I'm in the other room. I come walking in. There's like one piece of fucking paper left, Okay. So I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, why won't she put more fucking paper in this thing? Right? Boom. But I get it. 
Because what she does is she just does the job and then she moves forward and she continues on and leaves a trail of clues of what she's been doing. That's, that's what she does, right? So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I open it up. We got paper. Good. I put the paper in. I hit resend. Okay. It's like 30 pages of shit, right? It gets through about four and a half, five, and then stops and it needs ink. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. So I open up the motherfucking cocksucking credenza thing and I open it up and in there is like five, five things of computer ink, right? And I open it up. The first one's color. I need black and white. I open up the next one. It's color. I open up the third one. It's color. I open up the fourth one. It's color. There's one more left. I'm like, please. Because you know the deal. You know the deal over there. Fucking, these fucking printering pe- people. You can't just buy the black and white one because nobody needs the color one. They make you fucking buy both. Okay, here you go. You got these fucking federal prosecutors. They're going to try to prosecute somebody for murder that didn't even go into the fucking Capitol building, just held a fucking sign. All right. But these corporate cunts can do this shit as the oceans are all fucking polluted and it's fucking 85 degrees out in December in L.A. now. What the fuck? Right. No, these guys can these guys can get away with fucking murder. Right. Fucking murder. So now. I just fucking. When I opened the last one, it was funny. I open up the last one and I see that it's color and I just go, oh, what the fuck? And then I hear way upstairs, my daughter, who's already in bed, I just hear her go, yeah, that's a bad word. <laughs> I'm like, you're right, buddy. I'm sorry. So I went upstairs, dun, 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 you know, trying to control my breathing and I just... Asked my wife about it, and of course she was just like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know why there wasn't any paper in there. I go, well, what about the ink? She goes, well, it was working fine when, when the last time I used it. And uh, that's the best I'm ever going to get. Because I could then go, okay, well, who was the last one who changed the last, you know, the ink? And then looking back, I was like, you know what, it was probably me. She was probably using it, and then I did it. I meant to, made a mental note to buy the fucking ink. So, you know, it was probably my fucking fault anyways. Like, you know, I keep bitching about how my fucking TV doesn't work. Like, it keeps getting fucked up. I, we fi- finally figured out what the problem was. It was me. Because when I would turn it on, I would hit menu, cable, and then I would hit on. I hit the on button. So my wife was laughing. She goes, you don't hit the on button. I go, well, then how do you turn it on? She goes, you just hit menu and the direct TV button. I go, when do you turn, when do you hit the on button? She goes, you don't. To turn it on, you don't hit the on button. You don't, here we go, first base, right? Again, she's like, no, you don't hit the on button. You just hit menu and direct TV. I go, so when do I hit on? She goes, never. So I'm like, well, then how do I shut it off? She goes, you hit menu and you hit off. I go, do I have to hit menu, direct TV off? She goes, no, you just hit menu, you hit off. I go, so to turn it off, I hit off, but to turn it on, I never hit on. She goes, no. And I was like, well, what the fuck is there an on button for? She goes, I don't know. (laughs) So with that hilarious conversation, I have been using my TV and it has come on every single fucking time. After I yelled at this fucking TV, I yelled at this TV. Like it was a person that wronged me. 
for 20 years and I just found out. That's the way I was yelling at this fucking TV. You guys probably think I'm the biggest fucking asshole ever to live with. And you'd be right. So I learned all of this shit in like the last week. And it's been fantastic. Because my son, unfortunately, the last couple of nights has not been sleeping well. So I've been like up all night. Um, not up all night, but just getting up every two, three hours, which has been, you know, it's, you know, it's not fun. So uh, I have to sleep downstairs because he's been sleeping in the bed with my wife and there's just not room for the three of us, you know. So I just go downstairs and I, I leave my phone on. And um, I leave my phone on because nobody's going to text me after midnight, you know. And really at this point, because no comedians are working, nobody even texts me after 10. So I just leave it on and then I just go to sleep and then it, that awful ding sound happens. And then I sit up, like try to make, have time to make the donuts. I go up and I change his diaper and everything. Um, so anyway, the fuck was I, what was that leading to? Oh, yeah, no, so I've been downstairs, and I'm able to turn the TV on. I still have to have the lights on, so so it can so the TV, the smart TV, realizes that somebody's in the fucking room at night, right? So I have to turn the lights on, and then the screen comes up. Then I shut it off, but then everything else... No, I turn it on, and then I shut off the lights, and everything has been working, finally. Finally. Um, so, whatever. So I was probably wrong with the printer, but I was supposed to get the fucking goddamn printer into ink today, and I forgot to. It's annoying. It's fucking annoying. I don't know. There's a Staples out here in the Valley that I fucking used to go to all the time. And uh, it just fucking closed. And um, I'm, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to realize, like, it's just everything is just going to be online. Is that how it is? You never go out to a store? I mean, how many fucking packages are you going to get? You used to go out and, you'd, you know, just make, you know, you run your errands. You do the little fucking loop. I swear to God, man. I don't know. But, you know, something old people always bitch about shit, and I'm, I'm no fucking different. Let me do some reads here. Let me do a little bit of advertising reads, and I'll tell you how much I suck at flying a fucking hell of I suck today. Flying. I just, we did some, like, hover autos, which is just sort of different muscle memory. You know, you roll down, right? Roll down, and then it kicks to the right, so you go left pedal. Pedal, settle, and then collective. And then we went to go do autos, and then it took me forever to get those things, then I got that down, and then we went to go do autos, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing for, like, three of them, and then I figured it out. I was able, in the end, to finally... um, kind of put all these pieces together but I'm finding that I'm going to have to solo more just so like because I think when you fly with somebody else you become like dependent on them you just ah, you know he'll make the radio call or something blah 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 I need to be doing that more so I really kind of just let the first half of my lesson go and I just focused uh, on the way back where I was just like all right I'm going to stay at 1900 feet the whole fucking way all right I'm not going to go up or down you know more, I mean, it was kind of windy, so I'd go up and down 20 or 30 feet either way, but I kept it kind of where it was at. We did a little bit of instrument training, flying to like VORs and stuff like that, but uh, I just need to fly a little more frequently, and I think I'll have this thing down because my quick stops and everything got better. 
So anyway, um, all right, Romans, uh, two reads. Romans, a healthy life includes a healthy sex life. But if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you may not feel like you, you're your best self. If you just want to help with erectile dysfunction, Roman connects you with all a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can, be, who can prescribe the medicine you need. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation. Oh, look at it. Just sitting there. And ongoing care for erectile dysfunction. All from the comfort and privacy of your home. Healthcare professionals with, uh, will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medicine with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Burr and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, uh, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Dude, if my dick didn't work, that would be the first fuck. I'd be yelling that in the waiting room. You got medicine for us? Uh, just go to GetRoman.com slash Burr, B-U-R-R, to get $15 off your first order of erectile dysfunction ED treatment and free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash Burr for $15 off your first order of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash Burr. Is that the website? Yeah, GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash Burr. Uh, That's it. All right. Okay. Viome. Uh, Viome. Viome helps you take control of your health. Why do they keep saying like biome or biome? I don't know what the fuck that is either. I'm looking this up. I, I am so sick of mispronouncing shit on this thing. All right. B-I-O-M-E. Pronunciation. There we go. Ready? Biome. Okay, I got it. All right, I got it. All right, Viome. Hey, you broke your cherry. You finally said it right. All right, Viome. Viome helps you take control of your health care so you can improve your energy, gut health, and boost your immune system health. How does it work? Test what you are, your body slash cells actually doing. Test what your body slash cells are actually doing. It just says actually doing. Gives you complete nutrition plan. Creates your custom supplement, i.e. Bill's personal one-a-day vitamin, with only the ingredients he needs at his specific doses based on his test. Uh, cut out all the shit he doesn't need or that could be hurting him. It's the perfect supplement. I have to fucking do this. This seems like the easiest way to stay in shape. You know exactly what your body reacts to positively and what exactly what it doesn't. Uh, Viome has partnered with the Mayo Clinic. Mayo, like mayonnaise. Mayo Clinic, United Health, like the airlines, United Health, and Kaiser, like Kaiser Sosa, Sosa or Sosa, and is used by Olympic gold medalists and elite professional athletes. Are you saying that Olympic gold medalist is not an elite professional athlete? Uh, Viome will tell you how specific foods affect you. You may be eating too much or not eating enough of what your body needs. Can you imagine if you did the test and it said, you know what, you need to eat more ice cream. You'd be like, ah, fucking rules. Viome's phone application lets you get these answers on demand. Questions about food? Just check the app. Go to Viome.com to get your unique insights for better health and wellness. Use the promo code BIRD to save 55% on your first plan purchase. 
This is the best discount anywhere. They're giving it to us. Special for Bill. You guys got to do it. You got to do it. Get in the best shape of your life in 2021. Get vaccinated and all of that crap. Hit the ground running with your abs and your, your fucking lungs that are, that are not there to COVID free. How about that? Um, you know, what? I think that's the last thing I haven't seen that I thought was bad for me that people said was good. You know how like all of a sudden out of nowhere, people started like pouring melted butter into their coffee. I think Rogan was telling me about that. I was like, butter, isn't that bad? No, it was a lie. You know? So that's kind of cool. Who doesn't like butter? I fucking love butter. (laughs) I fucking love it. Um, I think that's the last thing that I I haven't seen. Like, like, you know, the Atkins diet, all of a sudden people sitting there with handfuls of bacon. You just look at them like, you sure about that? That's all protein. I can eat as much protein and vegetables as I like. As long as I don't have bread, I can eat all this greasy bacon and I'll be fine. And you're just sitting there looking at them like, I don't think that's right, but I'm not a nutritionist, so good on you, right? The next diet they got to do, the dairy industry has to figure out a way where they can fudge the numbers and lie to people and tell them that ice cream is going to get them abs. Now, there is a fuck, you know, as long as you only eat celery sticks. Dude, I'm on the, the Rocky Road celery stick diet. I have a big bowl of ice cream to start my day, and in between, I eat celery sticks. And then I have ice cream Sunday for lunch. Then I have some more celery, and then I have a banana split for dinner. And I go to bed. I am so fuck. I have wild dreams, but I am so fucking happy. It's, it's like it's my birthday three times a day. What is your guy's idea of heaven? My idea of heaven is I can get, I just want to get fucking hammered and smoke cigars and eat bad food and not be a fat angel. (laughs) But then again, you could be a fat angel because it's heaven. No one would make fun of you and you could still have a supermodel fucking angel blowing you because it's heaven, right? Isn't heaven your idea what heaven is? You could ride a fucking motorcycle, never wipe out. Or if you did, you wouldn't die because you're already dead. But you wouldn't wipe out. It's heaven. It's fucking hilarious. My idea of going to heaven is just fuck getting hammered and have materialistic things. Um, it's fucking hilarious. Do people go to a minimalist house to trick or treat? I mean, you got to be thinking like, I mean, that could go either way. It's like, this guy's either going to give me one M&M or he's just going to fucking give me a bag of M&Ms in his stereo because he has no fucking room for it. (laughs) He's a minimalist. He wants to get it out of the house. All right, I'm going to go watch the Bruins, everybody. Um, Sorry if I was a little grumpy today. I just uh, haven't gotten a lot of sleep this week. I'm hoping my little champ, I love him to death. You know, he just, when I tell you a kid just smiles with his whole face, and um, he's like crawling like 90 miles an hour now. So now he's like playing with my daughter, crawled up on, on top of her when they were on the bed. And she was like laughing. He like likes the rough house already. He's, he's all boy, man. It's going to be great. And um, I'm going to have so much fun with them. 
which is why I need to use, go to that Viome and figure out what's good for me so I can stay in shape so I can keep up with them. That's my goal, all right? Okay, that's the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Please enjoy the music picked out by the great Andrew Themelis. We will have a, um, a bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast after the music. And uh, have a great football-less weekend. Maybe watch a little bit of hoop or some hockey. February's coming up. MotoGP's coming. F1's coming. A lot of great stuff is on the way, on the horizon. I went, hey, you know, when I was flying the heli today, uh, I saw a bunch of people in line to get vaccinated someplace, which was which was cool. So people are out there doing it. Um, oh, my God. Can you dare to think of it all going back to normal? How fucking fun would that be? Just sitting in traffic again. I don't mind sitting in traffic now because I just listened to French lessons. <laughs> you know, I know I always sound like I'm out of my fucking mind, but I think this one was particularly, I was a little sideways on this one. Sorry, lack of sleep. I apologize. God bless all of you. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend, you cunts, and I'll talk to you Monday. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, January 28th, 2013. Uh, I apologize for it being... uh, this late, and I'm going to pause for all the truly angry people out there. Oh, yeah, whatever. What are you the fuck? Um, let them get that out of their system. Oh, you know, one of the key things you got to figure out in life is who you're really mad at. You know, are you really mad at me? You never met me. I haven't done nothing to you. Um, I apologize. I had a crazy friggin' weekend. Now, last I talked to you... Unless you're new to the podcast, and if you're new, welcome. Huh? Look at me. I'd say I'm borderline jovial at this point. Welcome to the Monday Morning Podcast. Um, Last I spoke with you, I was on my way to Hawaii, and I was going to go to the Pro Bowl. Then initially I was going to stay there for a week, but uh, I ended up getting some acting work, which is great. So I had to cut it short and tell the lovely Nia that I couldn't take her to Hawaii. I'll have to do it next time. And basically, I was going to go out there. I was going to do my show at the Republic. And then I was going to go to the Pro Bowl the next day, you know, then go look at a volcano, whatever the fuck I was going to do when I was going to fly back. But at least I was going to do that. And um, I ended up uh, getting another acting gig on Monday. And I know what you're thinking. Jesus, Bill, you're acting all over the place. You know, and you know what? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's just this business knows. It it knows when you when you're planning to do something fun. You know, I don't have any fun plans next month. No vacations, not water skiing. I'm not taking that that uh that needlepoint class that I've had my eye on. <laughs> I don't have any fun plans next month. 
And you know what I have for acting worth? I got shit. I got nothing. This fucking goddamn business, it saw, it felt it, felt it in the universe. Oh, look at Billy Redface. Oh, Freckleface himself, he's going to go to the islands, go to a game, have a good time. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Here's a couple of acting gigs. You go out there, you do your stand-up gig, all right? You go to bed, you get on a plane, you fucking come right back. Nothing for you. That's what I did this weekend. I worked Friday night. Saturday, I got on a fucking plane by myself, all right? And I'm sitting there, you know, when you fly to Hawaii... I've never done this before. They have, like, on the monitors, they're playing the music. They already got the music going. Well, 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 hooky-doo-ba-ba-ba-ba-da-boo, right? Whatever the fuck. They kept playing that shit. You already feel like you're in Hawaii. And I'm sitting there like an asshole. I'm looking around. Everybody's got their wife or their girlfriend, you know, or whatever, their fantasy football fucking handjob boyfriend, whatever the fuck they got. Whatever the hell it is when guys all go on a vacation. And they're not in their 20s. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that's called. The we're sick of our fucking wives vacation. I don't know what it is. And I'm sitting there like an asshole. Right? So I fly out there. Crack of dawn. Fly out there. And uh, I can't even remember the fucking weekend. Yeah, Nia didn't give me a ride. So it must have been really early. We kind of have this deal if it's. Too early, I, I just jump in a cab. So I took a cab to the airport, got on the fucking plane, flew out there, landed. And, you know, because I wasn't bringing my girl, I was just like, fuck it, I'll stay at whatever. I'll stay at the cheapest place out of the three that were so g- given to me, right? So and I show up to this fucking place. It's like I, I show up. I'm the only guy, like, under the age of, like, 78 there. <laughs> it's just a bunch of fucking old people. And there's an IHOP built into the place. And there's like a fucking homeless guy. It it just I, I felt like I was staying in like the Port Authority section of Hawaii. And what makes it worse is I got there at twelve noon and my room wasn't ready until three. So now I'm sitting there like this fucking asshole. And I'm like adamant. I'm not going to the IHOP. They have those on the mainland. I want to do some island shit in the fucking twelve hours that I'm gonna be here. And there was a diner on the corner. And I went there, and I, I'm standing. There's like fucking 12 people in line. I'm like, you got to be shitting me, right? This is just a stupid touristy place. There's fucking candy wrappers on the ground before I even go in there. There's the Reese's wrapper on one side. There's the cup from the Reese's cup. Like somebody just fucking just ripped it open. Like just with such force, the Reese's cup went up in the air. He fired both fucking parts of the package, part and, port and starboard. And then just gulped it down as he ran out, not paying for it or whatever. It looked like there was some, so somebody got mugged who had some candy, you know? So I'm sitting there going, this is a fucking shithole, but I don't have a car. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to stay, right? So I go there and I ordered this thing uh, that evidently was a Hawaiian dish and just turned out to be a burger patty with some gravy and some eggs. And uh, I'm sitting there eating it by myself. Mind you, I can't go to the Pro Bowl now because I have to fly right the fuck back. And, uh... I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, this guy taps me on, on my shoulder, and I look over, and he goes, hey, excuse me. He goes, what, what, what are you eating? That, that, that looks delicious. And I look at the guy, and I'm like, I know this fucking guy. Who is this guy? He looked like a mix between Hulk Hogan and Triple H. So I kept thinking, is this guy a fucking wrestler? 
And then I, I told him, I go, I don't know what the name of the dish is, but just say hamburger patty with eggs and, and gravy, and they'll get it to And he laughed. And he goes, hey, thanks. And he walked away. And I sat there for five minutes, and I was like, fuck. That was Kevin Green, former Pittsburgh Steeler. Swear to God. I'm 90% sure it was him. So that was the one cool thing that happened to me. Somebody who I think was Kevin Green asked me what I was eating. I told him I didn't know what the name of it was. He laughed, and he left. And then I ate that shit. And they go, do you want dessert? It's like, no, I don't want dessert, but I still have two hours and 15 minutes to kill before my fucking room's ready. So bring it on, lady. What do you got? What do you got? You got some hookie lao fucking hookah mooka mooka fucking ice cream? Because I want it. I want to do something Hawaiian because I'm leaving in fucking 12 hours, right? So they got this Hawaiian fried ice cream. And immediately I'm thinking, well, isn't that just what, you know, Mexicans do that, right? Isn't this just the same shit? So what, I never had fried ice cream before. So I go, yeah, let me, let me get the fried ice cream. Fuck it. And I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there. And this old lady's looking like, this chick looked like, she looked like, you know, like whenever they interview people who are still alive that are in like Alfred Hitchcock movies, like that chick from The Birds or maybe the chick from Psycho. That's what she looked like. But like her age now, she's sitting there. You know, she's, uh, you know, an old redhead. And I'm like, is that what I'm going to look like? Except for like the male version. This is what I'm thinking about in paradise. You know, paradise. Sitting in some shit fucking diner. This is all stuff they don't show you on the brochure, by the way. Sitting in some shit fucking diner. And uh, so, by the way, the food was delicious. I got to tell you this. It was delicious. But it was a dump. Um, So after like 15 minutes go by, I'm like, it's fucking ice cream. What are you doing? Just scoop it out of the thing. And I'm like, are they really frying this? How do you fry it without melting it? (laughs) This is the dumbest podcast ever. So they finally bring it over. It's this big goop of fucking shit. And it's just surrounded by this moat of whipped cream. You know? And I ate the whole fucking thing out of sheer, like trying to kill time. It's probably like 3,000 calories. Plus I had a burger with gravy. (laughs) Gravy on it. With two eggs over easy. All of it delicious. All of it a wonderful thing to eat if you're fucking 14 years old. But if you're 44, it's not a good scene. So anyways, I finally get into the um, the hotel. Oh, we have a package for you. I look at the package. It's the package. I look at the package, and it's the fucking Pro Bowl tickets that I'm not going to. And I hand them over to my buddy, uh, uh, fucking Rose Bowl legend Jason Lawhead. He takes them out. They're like glowing like that shit in Pulp Fiction. And I'm like, and I'm in my head, I'm like, dude, you got to put those things away. I didn't say it. I was like, oh, that's yeah, great, man. Have a great time. I heard they're great seats, you fucking cook. Um, so whatever. Oh, I forgot this part. I come walking out of the, the, the diner. And that homeless guy I saw sitting there who looked like Kenny Rogers if he never got the plastic surgery and, like, lived outside since the Nixon administration, right? He's sitting there. And when I come out, there's a security guard there, you know, no gun, no authority. He's just sent out there, baby face. He's like fucking 21 years old. And I could see the, his body language like, ah, Jesus Christ, right? And all I hear is the homeless guy like, no, I'm not leaving. Send me to jail. I'm not because I don't want to. And you see the kid like, dude, I really don't want to. You think I want to do this job? Somebody sent me out of here. And I'm just and I just start fucking laughing to myself because I for some reason I didn't think I was good. You know, 
I'm going to Hawaii. I, th- I feel like I'm going to paradise. There's not going to be homeless people here. It's fucking paradise, right? And and it was the same shit. The same shit. I was in, air, in an area. I felt like I was going to get mugged. I found out later that there's a bunch of hookers in that area. And I was like, what are you talking about? There's a bunch of uh, people with kids. They're like, no, no, at night. At night, they all come out. And I was just like, you know, how did they get out there? You know, how many dicks did they suck to get out there? And like, how many fucking, uh, I don't know. Hey, spare some change. How long were you begging? Somebody tried to tell me that cities put their homeless guys on planes and fly them out there. Like they, they said, they call it the Rainbow Project. And I didn't believe that for a fucking second. And I didn't give a shit if you send me documented proof. There's no fucking way you get a crazy homeless guy and all his funk on a fucking plane. You know, they can still refuse your service. There's no way he's coming on there with his fucking horrific feet and elbows and all that. You know, there's no way. There's no way. And plus, the guy's going to fucking have a seizure by the time he gets there from alcohol withdrawal. You know, those Amstels they sell on the plane aren't going to help him. But you know what I think it is? You know, I think it's just being around the beach like a beach bum. There's something about being around the beach like, yeah, I'll get to it tomorrow. You know? Uh, yeah, did I, did I pay rent? I can't remember. Next thing you know, you're homeless. You're like, ah, you know, I don't give a fuck. Weather's nice. Sleep under a palm tree, you know? I don't know. I wasn't even there long enough. So I did my show at this place, the Republic, Republic, and it was the shit. Crowd was fucking awesome. Sold out. Thank you to everybody who came out. I'm definitely coming back. It was some of the best energy I've, I've had at a show since I can remember. People were so psyched that somebody from the mainland fl- flew his pasty ass all the way out there. I, I ran into one guy. He, like, flew over from another island. Um, and it was like... It was locals. It wasn't tourists. And I found the couple of times I performed on islands, people who live on islands are fucking cool as hell. You know? I did a gig on Nantucket uh, last year, you know? And I met a, you know, fishermen and pe- people who were there year-round through all the weather and all that shit. It's just, uh, they're good people, man. So I had a great time there. Uh, finished my show. You know? Hoard myself out, sold the DVD, smiling and waving. I had two beers, went back to the hotel, slept for four and a half, five hours, got on a fucking plane and flew right back. Oh, wait, wait, I bought a magnet <laughs> to prove. Like, technically, I can't even say I was there because I didn't do anything. I did walk down to the beach for half a second and took a picture of myself, which evidently is called a selfie. I learned that on Chelsea Peretti's Twitter. It's called the selfie. I took one of those with a mountain in the background, sort of, with a bunch of buildings. And uh, But, you know, the upside was uh, it sold out. The crowd was awesome. I'm definitely going to come back. And uh, I think that there is going to be another Pro Bowl because uh, I guess the game was, was, you know, a bunch of scoring. They were sort of hitting. And I think the NFL was just sort of threatening the players like, hey, Quit fucking dogging the entire game because it's an embarrassment to the league. You know, how about a mild concussion? Can you give that up for the league just so we can keep this thing going, you know, so it isn't a total fucking embarrassment? Whatever. I had a great time when I was out there. The, uh, I don't know what the fuck. I landed at 12. I left the next morning at 5. What is that? 17 hours? Oh, Jesus. Um... 
Yeah. Then I flew back. I did a fucking acting gig. Where they put some sh- glued some shit to my face. Did that this morning, and then I flew fucking back here. And now I'm doing my podcast. And uh, Neil was giving me shit. You're gonna do the podcast now? You know how they do that? Like she, I don't know. Women are great. They just want to hang out. If you would, if you just do it with them, like she actually, there's actually a reality show that she's watching right now that I that I can watch because it's a bunch of, I don't know. You know, it's a bunch of morons, but they're morons that I can relate to. Um, all right, what are we doing here? I got to make sure I do the fucking advertising. I kind of screwed this up last week. Um, all right, everybody, a little bit of advertising here on the Monday morning podcast. Uh, Legal Zoom, everybody. Uh, you know what you need to accomplish at the start of the new year? You need to think about legal protection for your family and business. But where do you turn for affordable legal solutions you can trust? LegalZoom.com. These guys are great. These guys basically take care of all that pain in the butt stuff that you know you should be doing, but you put off. You know, you can get it all done at LegalZoom.com and it won't cost you a fortune. They have an A rating from the Better Business Bureau. LegalZoom has been helping families and businesses get personalized legal protection for the past 12 years. Whether you need to incorporate your business, form an LLC, or protect your family with a will or a living trust, all uh, LegalZoom documents are state-specific, and their step-by-step process makes it simple. Um, yet for some reason I can't read the copy because I'm a moron. Uh, and with LegalZoom, you can, you can even access an extensive network of legal plan attorneys for guidance. So basically you can take care of all of that. they got a step-by-step process, if I can say it, to walk you through it. And uh, if you actually have any problems, they have attorneys that will give you guidance. Uh, LegalZoom is not a law firm. You can get self-help service at your specific direction. Or you can speak to a legal plan attorney to get your questions answered and get ongoing advice. Uh, Before another year passes, uh, passes you by, cross a couple things off your New Year's checklist today at LegalZoom.com and save a pile of money while doing it. Enter Burr, B-U-R-R, in the referral box at checkout for even more savings at LegalZoom.com. I uh, highly recommend that, everybody. Um, do not wait. That's the kind of thing that you put off and then something horrific happens and you didn't do it and people are left with their pockets turned inside out. Please don't do that. I don't wish that on anybody. You know, And I know it's a pain in the butt and LegalZoom.com makes it easy. All right, there you go. There's a uh, little advertising and a little advice. Uh, real quick, uh, what do we got now? Uh, Stamps.com, the old favorites here. Uh, if you haven't heard yet, postage rates have changed again. You know what that means? The post office will be even more crowded than usual. That's why you need Stamps.com. Stamps.com, everybody, if you never want to go to the post office again, yet be able to do everything that you want to do at the post office right from your own home. Um, you can do anything there. You can print... Uh, Legal postage, you can do it right from your desk. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer or printer. And Stamps.com always upstate the postage rates for you automatically. So you don't even have to think about it. You don't have to back, go back down to the post office and get the two-cent stamp and stick it on. Or forget, be out of the loop and have that important bill come back to you. They handle all of it. Stamp, stamps.com always updates the postage rates. You'll never have to go to the post office again. I use Stamps.com. For the last uh, little over a year, I've been sending my DVDs to all my, uh, all my, uh, my, my, whatever the hell I'm trying to say, all my stand-up events. Good God Almighty! I fl- I'm sorry, I flew on three planes in the last two days. 
Um, right now, use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, for this special offer. No risk trial, plus a $110 bonus offer. Offer includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr, B-U-R-R. That's Stamps.com and enter Burr. Okie dokie. Uh, back to the podcast here. Um, all right. So what's coming up this? You know what's coming up this week? Ba, 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 ba. Fucking Super Bowl, dude. Who do you like? This is what I'm doing for the Super Bowl. All right. I have to work the day of the Super Bowl, believe it or not. All right. Old Twinkle Toes is finishing up an acting gig here. And speaking of acting gigs, um, I have a movie coming out or there's a movie coming out that I'm in. It's not my movie. It's a movie I'm happy to be in. It's called Stand Up Guys. Comes out February 1st. All right. Stars Al Pacino, Christopher Walken, and Alan Arkin. Huh? And old Billy Redface is walking by in the background for a couple of scenes. Do not blink. You will miss me. But do you remember back in April of last year when the podcast was late and everybody was giving me a ton of shit about it? And I said, you wait. In eight fucking months, I'm going to have the greatest excuse ever. I was late that day because I was in a scene with uh, Al Pacino and Christopher Walken, all right? So go fuck yourself. That's why it was late. How do you like that? How do you like them apples? Huh? I'm a Boston guy. Can I say that? I grew up in the suburbs. You can only say that if you're from Southie. Anyways, um, I'll be working on the day of the Super Bowl, but I don't give a shit because uh, in my limited wisdom, I think I've, I've figured out how to watch the Super Bowl. All right? Not only do you watch it by yourself, okay? It's the most important game of the year. It's for the championship. These fucking guys, they're playing a game where they're going to die. I hope all the rugby people are paying attention to the level of concussions. They're right there leading with your shoulders and no pads. I'm not saying you're not tough, okay? I think this finally proves that American football is the most psycho fucking sport there is. Not psycho sport, but you know what I mean. I wouldn't even say it's tougher than rugby. Both sports are tough, but like the whole thing that English people, and they, they always say that, oh, they got helmets on, they're fucking pussies. All the helmet does is make you think that you're protected and you use it as a weapon. But your fucking brain's in there in the fucking water and it's slamming all over your head. And then when you're 40, you shoot yourself in the chest. You know, so sci the scientists can fucking look at your brain and figure what's going on in there. Do rugby people do that at 40? I don't think you do. I think you're still running around out on the pitch with the fucking masking tape around your ears. As far as my research goes. Sorry, every once in a while i got to wake those cunts up. Um, <laughs> so anyways, this is how I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. you got to watch it by yourself. you got to get away from the fucking... The, 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 all the broads that come over, including the, the fucking guy broads. You know, the ones who don't watch football and they just show up for the dip and they're, they're, they're there with the fucking chicks. They're trying to get laid in your fucking house is basically what they're doing. They talk during the game and they shut up during the commercial. And then when the game comes back on, they're like, I didn't like that one. I thought that was good. How much do you think that cost? Right? And meanwhile, you can't even watch the fucking game. And then every fucking year, they got to have some wailing whore or some aging fucking rock star with hair plugs Come out there for one last fucking swing at glory. So this is what you do. And people invite you to the Super Bowl. Hey, what are you doing for the Super Bowl? 
Ah, uh, you know what? I'm um, I'm going. I got this thing I got to do. Uh, yeah, I got to go out in the woods. Come up with something. Or just, just, you know what? Why do you got to lie? I'm watching it by myself. Why are you going to do that? Because I want to watch the game. That's why. All right? So now you've eliminated all the cunts that are, that, that are going to be in your living room. Now, that's stage one of the cunt removal. Stage two is to get rid of the cunts you don't want to see that are on the television. And this is the most important part. You record the fucking game. I know a lot of people already do this shit, but there's people who don't, okay? So just bear with me. You record the fucking game. You shut off your fucking cell phone. You don't answer your phone. You don't go on your computer. All right? And you just, as as the whole rest of the world is watching somebody lip sync some pre-recorded fucking, and the whole mother pray, whatever the fuck they do, right? And the fucking just go right over the fucking top. You know, what do you do downstairs spackling a wall? Wait for that red, that pink spackle to turn white so you can sand that fucker down, right? Put a little goddamn paint on it. Nobody knows. Nobody knows from last year when you punched the wall because that fucking douche wouldn't shut up during the game. And he was double dipping. You fucking put your hand through the wall. Fix that thing. Patch that hole in the wall. As everybody is watching Huey Lewis in the news. Wham. Try to fucking kick off the game, whoever the fuck they got this year, right? They got Beyonce's gonna sing, or whatever the hell she's gonna do the whole halftime. She shouldn't be there unless she's watching the. Why is she out there? What's she gonna you know out there a little glitter hot pants? You know, I don't want to see that shit. So what you do is you just let the game go, let it go for a good I don't know ninety minutes, two hours. Then you sit down. Like you control the universe. Like you're Jesus walking on the water, except you're sitting in your fucking chair. And you turn that fucker on, and you hit fast forward, one, two, three, four, and you watch all the talking heads, and then you, you, you fucking, you're watching fast motion. Adam and the Ants, or whoever the fuck they have opening up. Maybe Metallica singing a fucking Tom Petty song. Maybe Tom Petty's there with them. And that fucking, uh, uh, what the hell's his name there? Lou Reed, maybe he's out there singing it. Who the fuck knows? That seems to be the thing. You have the old people first. Then you get some young hottie during halftime, sitting there with the tits hanging out. Isn't that what you do? That's America. Um, you fast forward to all that fucking shit in the beginning. And you just get right to the kickoff. And you just watch the game. That's your leisure. That's your fucking leisure. And then you know what happens after the first half? And they start wheeling that big, dumb fucking stage out there. And every douchebag who ever had a fucking dream of dancing is fucking, you're just taking up a whole football field of fucking singers and dancers. The most unfootball fucking thing you could possibly have. You know, and everybody who talked during the first half, they're all shutting up. They're sitting there on their fucking knees, two feet from your fucking breathing on your flat screen. You know, like it's the beginning of the Mickey Mouse Club and they got their fucking ears on. You fast forward through all of that shit. And you just go right there. And then you know what happens is you never lose the flow of the game. Now, before you know what? Why don't you invite a couple of people over who, who want to do it that way? People who want to shut the fuck up. Real fans. And I suggest this. If you want to sound intelligent to the people that you're going to watch the game with, I highly recommend buying the Sports Illustrated this week that has both 
of the Har brother, Harbaugh brothers, however the fuck you say their names, on the cover. Uh, both phenomenal coaches, obviously. They're there in the Super Bowl. And God damn it, they, both of them, if their teams didn't fuck up, I know it's a big if. 49ers didn't drop three fucking punts or whatever the hell they did last year. And uh, you know what the Ravens did. What, they missed a fucking extra point or something? I can't remember. It was like a chip shot. Um, that, that would have been back-to-back years with them. Who knows? They, want, they both would have gone, and then they would have partied too much, and then they would have sucked this year. That's what happens. But whatever. Um, anyways, so they got this great article where they, they break down the game at a level that I wish I, could, I, I knew more of. Um, they got this thing in there. Remember, remember when, uh, what the fuck is his name? I was going to say Hammerlick. Been watching too much fucking hockey. What's the name of the uh, Cam Cameron? The fuck's the name of the quarterback? <laughs> Kaepernick. What's his name? Chris Kaepernick? Chip Kaepernick? Uh, Creepy Kaepernick? Whatever the fuck his name is. The guy's the shit. You know when he was running wild? Like fucking Hulk Hogan against the uh, Green Bay Packers? Basically, he was. Uh, they, were, they were breaking down that play. Trying to see if they would be able to run it. And they, it's called the, the zone read. And they run it out of the, the pistol alignment. How cool is that? Which is basically the shotgun formation, but you're closer to the center. So they call it the pistol alignment. You got a tailback right behind you. And this is what happens. You hike the ball. Quarterback turns around. He puts the ball right in the fucking breadbasket of the tailback. And right there, he does his zone read, which basically means he looks at that defensive end of the linebacker who's supposed to seal off the edge. And he basically does a quick read. If the fucking guy holds his ground, he just hands the, he continues handing the ball off to the fucking tailback. But if the fucking guy on the end bites on it and starts to pinch in, you pull it back and you fucking run around. You run around the side. There you go. That's called a zone read from the pistol alignment. And the point where you're holding the ball, almost giving it to tailback, but not really, but maybe you're gonna, that's called the mesh point. <laughs> I, I wish I knew this shit. I really did. But they have like 10 pages on this shit talking about the Ravens defense, their running game. Uh, was absolutely fascinating. So much better than watching uh, ESPN and watching Herm Edwards screaming or that guy with the hair and the cold pizza yelling, you know, you know, he always sucked in gym class. He reeks of it, reeks of it. He looks like he's good at like rich white guy sports like uh, I'd say polo, but he's so fucking short. He'd probably fall off the horse trying to hit that. Pole. I think maybe a uh, badminton. There you go. Badminton. Maybe he's good at badminton. But uh, this is like everything you want to know without the screaming and yelling. And I'm really being a nerd right now because I'm basically saying the book is better than the movie. But uh, I highly recommend reading that shit and then watching the game by yourself and seeing if you can pick out the pistol alignment. The zone read and the pistol alignment, you know. I don't know. That type of shit excites me. Don't you want to know what the cover two is for once in your life? Don't you wish you could watch football? All these fucking assholes playing fantasy football and fucking with their faces two inches from the goddamn screen memorizing stats. Wouldn't you want to be up in the stands being able to see what each team is doing and how teams are adjusting? Like last week, it was like, or two weeks ago when the 49ers were all of a they were down like 14 nothing or something crazy, and all of a sudden it just stopped and they came back. 
And everybody's going, oh, Kaepernick, Kaepernick, blah, 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 blah. I'm reading this fucking article. And the uh, one of the offensive coordinators of the 49ers is like, nah, you know, after, you know, about a quarter, quarter and a half, we kind of saw what they were doing, and then we adjusted to it. And you're like, oh, that's what happened? I just thought the momentum changed magic. Like, I, I watch it at such a I'm, – I'm a ball watcher. I hate it. I hate that I am. I wish I could sit up in the stands and be like, oh, that's a fucking, you know – I don't know any other defense other than cover two. I love him. What's his face? I actually I hate it when Gruden starts talking about the defenses and stuff. They got eight guys in the books and they, they start throwing out this terminology. It's like, why don't you fucking tell me what it means? You know, I don't know, Bill. Why don't you utilize the Internet and fucking look it up? I'm sure there's a YouTube video about it. OK, you got me. So anyways, that's how I'm watching the uh, that's how I'm watching the Super Bowl. Thoughts, anyone? Anybody? Is this even remotely fucking interesting? I don't, I don't, you know, whatever. You, you know my policy. I always tape in the morning. I never tape on days when I flew on a fucking plane, but I had no choice because uh, I had to fly today. All right? Um, all right. Last piece of advertising for this week. E-voice, everybody. Uh, E-voice is what busy professionals use to save time and to work smarter. E-voice converts all your voicemails to text and sends it directly to your cell phone. No more interrupting your day to check your voicemail or waiting till after a meeting to find out what's going on. Uh, with eVoice, your calls will always be rooted to you no matter where you are. eVoice also comes with your own conference line for up to 94 participants on a single call. You could have literally ended the NHL lockout with 94 participants. That's got to be every owner plus uh, the three guys on their top lines, right? Um, it all starts for less than $10 per month, but right now they have a special offer for our, per, uh, for my podcast listeners. You can get eVoice free for six months with no obligation for your free six month trial. Please go to www.evoice.com and enter the promo code bill. All right. Perfect. If you're trying to start up a business, it's only 10 bucks a month. You should pay that anyways. And they're giving it to you for six months. You have no excuse. Go there now, please. All right. Back to the podcast here. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, I saw a good documentary this week. This is more me reminiscing about my week. Sort of a verbal diary, audio diary. Um, I saw this uh, new documentary on Ginger Baker, which is funny. I used to listen to him when I was growing up, Ginger Baker, and I thought it was just a nickname. This is before Ginger, that term, jumped the ocean and came over here. Uh from Ireland, Scotland, and England. He was a redheaded dude, Ginger Baker, whatever. So the name of this podca uh, podcast, the name of this uh, documentary is Beware of Mr. Baker. And I don't care if you play drums or not. There's no way you're not going to enjoy this. This guy's one of the most interesting human beings I've ever seen in my life. You guys think I'm a crabby old fucking man? You got to see this guy. And he trashes John Bonham. He trashes him. And I'm going to say what he says here in about five seconds. So fast forward if you don't want me to ruin it. But uh, for those of you who don't play drums, nobody trashes John Bonham unless you're just some troll trying to piss people off on the Internet. It's like he's he's the fucking king. As far as rock drummers go, the guy's the king. It's You know, there, there's definitely the who's better, Bonham or Pert, and they argue. But nobody ever says that Bonham sucks if you're just being a douche. But Ginger Baker actually... <laughs> He said, they asked him what he thought about John Bonham. 
And I guess people trash him on the internet because there's so many cunts there. But anytime you ever ask a drummer, a rock drummer about John Bonham, they all just in hushed tones speak of the power, his swing, his feel, his subtlety, his originality, his, his the triplets, the single bass drum, the whole fucking thing. And Ginger Baker said, John Bonham couldn't swing a sack of shit. <laughs> It was one of the fucking, I, my jaw was almost on the ground. I couldn't fucking believe it. And I just bursted out laughing. I've never, to hear somebody who's considered a god just dismissed like that. And then even like Clapton, he didn't shit on Bonham, but like Clapton, they were like, you know, how, how do you compare Bonham to Ginger Baker? And he was just like, oh, no, no. He's like, you know, it's not even a, basically it's not even a contest. Ginger Baker was a fully formed musician, a composer and, and, and all this type of stuff. Um, I don't know. It just, for me, I don't like, I mean, I've actually looked at photos online and considered having them blown up and hanging them in my house of John Bonham. That's like what I think of him. And just to hear somebody just, you know, basically he's like my Lance Armstrong. Like, you know, something like from my Lance Armstrong moment, you know, where those people got all disappointed. Like, what do I tell my kids? My Lance Armstrong moment would be if I found out that in the studio he actually played a double pedal or a double bass drum. Now, I know a lot of you guys are going to show that picture of him with the double bass drum set up. I know the story behind that. That was all when he first got the kit. Um, when What's-His-Face hooked him up with it. This is so fucking inside at this point. You'd have to be a drummer to even like any of this Carmine Apathy, Carmine Apathy or a PC. I've had like 58 different pronunciations of their last names. He had a deal with Ludwig, and I think Bonham initially was playing Slingerlands. And Carmine got him in with Ludwig, and he got the same setup that Carmine had. So he had the double bass, and he brought it to like one rehearsal. And the other guys in the band just kept taking the other bass drum out, just going, you don't need it. It's cluttering up everything. Um, I really can't imagine him playing a double bass drum set. He would have fucking drowned out the whole goddamn band. Um, but whatever. And anybody who thinks he doesn't have a fast foot, just watch him at Royal Albert Hall in 1970. And then you can go fuck yourself. But evidently, Ginger Baker says he, he couldn't swing a sack of shit, which just killed me. Um, if you just want to see a fucking angry redhead playing drums, because I haven't made any drum videos yet. <laughs> This is the guy. This is the real deal. Um, it's called uh, Beware of Mr. Baker. Um, underrated. Listening to Ginger Baker for a fucking hour and a half. It was awesome. And then I actually watched some of the, the, the comeback shows that they had. The one at Royal Albert Hall, and he was fucking unbelievable. Drums just sounded amazing. An incredible player. Uh, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's just how he lives his life, going broke and just moving on from relationships. Um, really an amazing documentary. So anyways, with that, let's get to some of your questions here. I feel like I've been running my mouth here for fucking almost 40 minutes here. Um, Bill heard you love drinking. Hey man, heard you love to drink. And I agree. Drinking's great, but I haven't been handling my liquor too well of late. I've been getting blackout drunk every night for a while now, except for a week. What? Did you blacked out drunk when you wrote this? I've been get, I've been getting blackout drunk every night for a while now, 
except for a week, maybe a month here and there. Okay, there we go. That was on me. Sorry. When I want to remember things that have actually happened and not just night terrors. Any tips on drinking semi-responsible? Um, I really would like to continue to use it as a social lubricant and overall good time liquid. Thanks for the free rant. Rants. Uh, you're welcome. Um, I've been getting blackout drunk every night for a while now. Ah, uh, dude, you sound like uh, I, I'm. I love to drink, but I don't get blackout drunk. I get just to the point where I say something I wish I didn't say, and I don't do it every night. Um, getting blackout drunk every night, um, it depends on your age. I mean, if you're like, I don't know, 17, 18, and you just discovered alcohol and you, you're fucking, you know, drinking the way you fuck 90 miles an hour, um, that's only semi-scary. Even that's scary. But, uh, yeah, dude, blackout drunk is some serious shit. Um, I don't know. I would talk to somebody. Uh, I don't know what I would do. If I was getting blackout drunk every fucking night, I think I would quit for a while. Well, I, I get to a point where I just embarrass myself too much, and then I, I just need to, like, back off. Um, I've been really big on beer lately. I go back and forth between scotch and beer, and I got into beer, and I got into the whole fancy fucking beers. Now I'm back to beer that I, like my dad drank and my friend's dads drank when I was a kid. So it was basically beer that we stole. So every once in a while, I go back to beers I drank in high school, and I drink them, and it's this weird sort of like, you know, I don't know, when I taste it, I just think about, I, I always picture, you know, just drinking in the woods. <laughs> the cops, dude, the cops are coming. Um, so, yeah, that would be, that would be my, uh, look, if you're not an alcoholic, uh, I would just monitor your drinking. But if you're getting blackout drunk every night, you might have a problem. So I wouldn't want to tell you how to drink semi-responsibly because if you're a, an alcoholic, you're not going to. Um, so I would explore a little more your level of addiction. And when you figure that out, I would then act accordingly. And if you figure out that you're an alcoholic, I would try and quit drinking as soon as possible because it will ruin your life. Um, believe me. I said something fucking horrible this weekend after I did my shows. It was only after like two beers. I'm going to try to figure out how to tell this story without outing anybody in it. I'm sitting there. I haven't drank since these two girls come up. Ah, you were funny, blah, blah, blah. Oh, hey, thanks a lot. How long you staying out here? Uh, I got to leave in five hours. What are you, a fucking moron? Yes, I am. That type of shit. And so they point at this girl. She's like the girl next door going, hey, you know what she does? What do you think she does? And I was listening. And usually I can get a read. I just couldn't get a read on this girl. I don't know what she did. She looked like she would just work in customer service, but there was something different about her. But it was because she looked like that. I couldn't, uh, she just looked like she'd just get a regular job, you know, get married, become a mom, one of those people. They're just happy so they don't need to go out and try to achieve some stupid fucking goal so they can then get trashed on Twitter. <laughs> so anyways, they go, she actually flies those giant cargo planes with like the three tanks in the back that they drop out with the fucking parachutes. And I'm like, are you shitting me? Like, that's unbelievable. Right, I'm blown away. And then she points at her friend and goes, ah, this is my friend. Uh, she used to be a cheerleader for this professional football team, right? They tell me that. 
And now I'm thinking bullshit. I'm like, all right, you're a fucking pilot. Not saying the other girl wasn't good looking, but I'm kind of drunk at this point because I haven't eaten. I only had two beers. That was the thing. I only had two fucking beers. But even at two beers, the level of asshole I am at stone sober, two beers in, I say to Lawhead, I go, I just, you know, kind of whisper to him. I go, there's no way she, she was a Cowboys cheerleader. She, her rack isn't big enough. And then she just goes clear as day. Did you just say my rack isn't big enough? <laughs> I felt like a fucking asshole. And then I'm thinking, I thought I whispered that. Evidently, I yelled it over the fucking music. Um, and then I had to try and talk my way out of that. I wasn't saying she wasn't good looking, but you know, you watch them on TV. They make it look like they all got fucking, you know, fucking very least 34 C all the way up to D cup titties. They make them look perfect. Most of them are probably fake. It's like the fake tit. I told her, I said, look, every chick out there has fake titties in, in Dallas. This is me flailing, trying to get out of it. Or trying to like, I felt bad. I should just apologize. I wasn't drunk. You can't apologize for that. I said it. She heard it. I'm an asshole. But when I did say it, I was like the fake titty capital of the world. She did give me a high five. And I thought I was fine. But later on when I walked out, I walked by, I think it was her husband. She had a wedding ring on. And I walked by this guy and I thought he was waving to me. And he holds up his cell phone and I see that there's a picture of a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader on it. So I think it was his wife. Which means she went over and told him. And I want to thank that guy. If she told you and you didn't smash a bottle over my head, I, I really want to, I, I appreciate it. My fault. Uh, next time I come out there, I'll buy you some fucking, I don't know, what, whatever, the poo-poo platter, whatever the fuck they have out there. It's brutal. So that's why I try to drink at home. <laughs> you know? What am I going to do? Say something rude to my dog? Ah, oh, Jesus, I'm... I'm really too old to have continued to have new stories like this. Anyways, all right, Bill, what's my move? I'm a sophomore in college and not very experienced with relationships. Um, I met this girl about three weeks ago in class, and she seems pretty cool. We've been hanging out progressively more often during the last couple of weeks. I feel like I've been getting signs from her, but I'm pretty confused now. She comes to my room, and we hang out on the bed, lying close to each other. Oh, God, dude, she's waiting for you to make a move. That's what your next move is. Make a move. We hang out on my bed, lying close to each other, and do homework or watch a movie or whatever. She also texts me every day. So yesterday we kissed for the first time. There you go. You're in the game. Now batting. Right? When they bring in the substitute guy and all those nerds are keeping score, start fucking erasing shit, you know? Now batting. A virgin out of Des Moines, Iowa. Um... Anyways, it says, so yesterday, we kissed for the first time before she left. About 20 minutes after, I get a text from her with about six paragraphs explaining how she kind of has a boyfriend, but he treats her like shit, so it's pretty much over. Oh, Jesus. You know what? There's always a price to pay. No matter what you do. It's like that guy who doesn't want to drink anymore. Who wants to taper it down. There's a price he's going to pay. And the price he's going to pay is he's going to be sitting there doing the right thing, not drinking, wishing that he could just sit there and fucking pound 20 beers. You know? But he wants to take control of his fucking life, and the price he has to pay is he can't ever do that again. And then there's the other side. You drink the 20 fucking beers, and then you know the price you pay. Look at the price I paid after having two fucking lightweight, you know? So here you go. You finally make the move. 
you kiss her, there's always a fucking price. So you got to ask yourself, son, are you willing to pay this price? If you continue, I'm not going to read the rest of this because I can tell you right now, there is possibly a fucking beatdown slash double murder slash maybe double murder suicide at the end of this pussy rainbow. Um, anyways, I'll read the rest. He goes, and also she explains how she's not ready for a relationship. But we can still cuddle. I don't know about this. Yeah, fuck this chick. He goes, I'm trying to get my dick wet, but she also seems cool. You're trying to get your dick wet. This dude's not a virgin. You're speaking the, you're speaking the language. You're trying to get your dick wet. Yeah, you, you're fucking, this is the pistol fucking formation. All right, you kissed her. That's the mesh point. <laughs> you got to do a zone read here. What's going on? What's going on right here? On two, on two, ready, break, right? Come on, dude. You know what the fuck you got to do right now. You know what? You seem like a guy who got laid, hasn't got laid for a while. So now, or maybe you really like this girl. I don't know what the fuck's going on. All right. Let me just read the rest of this fucking thing. There's like two more sentences. It says, I just don't want to be in the same position for the next two months. Should I give a shit about this girl? Am I getting bullshitted? Yeah, you're getting bullshitted. She wants to get out of the relationship, but she doesn't want to be lonely. All right. This is what you should say to her. Say, look. All right. I think, uh, you know, I don't do that. I don't kiss girls who have boyfriends. I don't do that stuff. And uh, I don't hang out with them laying on beds. I would love to lay in a bed and kiss you if you did not have a boyfriend. So I think it would be best if uh, when that situation clears up, you know, then come by, you know. But, you know, wait a while. Give the guy an opportunity to see, you know, if he's going to kill you or not. So I don't get caught in the crossfire. After, you know, two, three months, he doesn't kill you. I know it's safe and uh, I will gladly bang you in my my fucking bed. My single. That's how I'd handle that. That's how I should have handled that at your age. But there weren't podcasts. So I just had to listen to my dick. Ah, uh, fuck. There it was. There it was. It took me 50 fucking minutes to be funny, but there it was. All right. Fiance's ex. Hey, Bill, I really appreciate the show. It keeps me sane in the cubicle farm. Well, God bless you for fucking fighting the good fight out there. Um, now to the meat of the email. Look at this guy. He thanks me in like a sentence and a half, and he gets right to it. This is how you do it, people. This is textbook. Uh, He goes, my fiance, who I love dearly, has an ex-boyfriend she maintains a friendship with. Fucking drop this bitch right now. Sorry. Knee-jerk reaction. Continuing. Listening without prejudice. Um, I am of the mindset that men and women cannot maintain that kind of relationship. Thank you. Preach on. Especially if there was some kind of dating involved in the past. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I am not comfortable with this guy and I am struggling with this, struggling with this shit. Um, should I straight out tell the cunt I don't like him being around or do I take the more painful approach and pretend everything's cool? One other quick question. I have to make a run to New Mexico soon and wanted to snag the name of that Italian place you were talking about. 
on the podcast or so back. Ah, fuck. You know what? It's right next to a Hilton Garden Inn. And it begins with a B. Like Bueno, Buena, something like that. Come on, somebody in New Mexico help this guy out. Um, and send it to me and I'll read it next week. I'll, I'll figure it out by next week. All right, that's a promise. But anyways, yeah, dude, you got you got you got to This is this is not cool at all. It's not cool at all. All right. That's not cool at all. Guys, do not continue being friends with women. I think women maybe can do it, but guys can't do it. He's trying to he's trying to fucking He's going to try to bang her. Dude, that's fucked. This is your fiance. You can't fucking have that. You can't have that. You know? And uh, this is what you got to do. You got to tell her that. And when she gets mad and she gets upset, what? You don't trust me? Blah, 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 blah. You have to sit there and totally maintain your cool. Do not take the bait. If she starts calling you names, if she's a name caller and all that, do not get upset. Just say that, like that shit I did in my act. We will discuss this later when you calm down. I don't want to argue about this. Um, I don't think it's fair the position you're putting me in. And um, I would never do that to you. I would never hang out with an ex-girlfriend of mine. All right? I don't think that that's cool. So I would appreciate it if you would not do that anymore. And if she continues to do it, then um, I would marry somebody else personally. You know? I'm not cool with that in my relationship. I've had to deal with that. You know? I've had to deal with that a couple of times. Well, you know, it's just kind of, you know, we took an acting class. Blah, blah, blah. No. No. I literally have to explain. Do you think he's? Yes. Yes, he is. He is trying to. He is trying to. Yes. Exactly. You know? Or maybe he's he's hoping that you have hot friends that he can try and fuck by, you know, being the guy who hangs out with the chicks. You know, maybe he's trying to do that. But he's trying to fuck something. And if you're the only thing around, he's going to try and fuck you. So, no, it's not cool. Um, anyways, all right. Next one. This is all fucking guys talking about the ladies this week. Um, stay with girl or not. All right. Hi, Bill. Love the podcast. Thank you. And in a tough situation, so I would like to know your thoughts. I've been with a girl for five months and a few weeks into it. She mentioned she had been in a relationship for five years and is still friends with the guy. What the fuck? Is this the same one? I already answered this. Who I've met and who isn't a bad dude. She used to talk to him a lot, so she seemed not over him and mentioned that they were basically fuck buddies since breaking up, which I don't mind happening, but do mind her thinking it's no biggie to tell me. <clears throat> All right. Let me let me try and do the math on that. She mentioned they were basically fuck buddies since breaking up, which I don't mind happening, but do mind her thinking it's no biggie to tell me. So you don't mind if she's fucking this guy on the side? Just don't bring it up? Wasn't there an R&B song about that? Something about girl I don't want to know? Something? I can't fucking remember. Anyways, it seemed like it was a recent breakup, but when I asked her, she said in a roundabout way it was about two years ago. About two months in, she admitted that she had last slept with him the week after she met me, 
which was actually the night of the day we met up for the first time, so after our first date. This sounds dumb, but otherwise things are good, and she's toned talking about him down since and is a good girl, different to a lot of ones in my past, which is why I stayed with her after that. This girl's fucking your brains out. That's what's going on. She likes sex, and I guarantee you she fucked this guy at least one more time after your first date. That this, that's my instinct. I'm not saying that's true. That's just my instinct. Anyways, she says, I'm 25 and haven't had a girlfriend before out of not wanting to settle and enjoy being single. Exactly. There we go. You haven't had a girlfriend before, so you don't know how to set up a relationship. Yeah, because you're setting this one up. Dude, come on. you got to have some self-worth here. Okay? Fuck this shit. This isn't the mother of your kids. She's got a fuck buddy. Bangs him one time after your first date. Obviously, she wasn't seeing fireworks. The fuck is she doing with you? All right, let her blow you one more time and show her the fucking door. Sorry, got emotional. Let's respect this and I'll read the rest. Uh, Though I was getting sick of the single life when I got with her and we'd be bummed out with the prospect of getting laid less than once a month. Yeah, you, you know something? You're both using each other. I, I, you're five months in. I really hope you're not in love with this girl. He said, I have graduated and want to move out of our city, partly to move in with a really good friend who I miss who lives interstate, and she still has one year to go and doesn't seem keen on moving. In your words, based on that one incident, I think I already told you. I don't think she's going to be the mother of my children. Here he is. And I'll always think of it when I tell people how we met. I feel I could be missing out on advancing my career and being with my best friend as I've grown apart from my other friends, as well as getting out of my shitty small town. Do you think I should move out and cut this thing short? Absolutely, and you know you should. Get out of your shitty small town. Fuck this this girl. She's going to be in that same bar every fucking Christmas when you come home to visit your parents. Okay? She's going to be there. And every year her face is going to get a little fatter and she might have more ink on her fucking arm. And you are going to be moving on with your life. All right? And then one day you're not going to want to go back to that bar. You're just going to drive by it and you're going to be like, I wonder if she's in there. And you're not going to give a fuck because the girl of your your dreams is going to be in your passenger seat. And you're going to drive right by on this perfectly fucking snow-covered road. There's a picture for you. But that's only going to happen if you dump this whore and get out of that small shitty town. All right. That was a good one, huh? Um, Okay. Olive Garden Chronicles. Hey, Billy Boy. I am a 24-year-old part-time college student working at Olive Garden. And this new chick here has been a real flirt towards me. Uh, I see just about all the signs. She always tells me how delicious I smell. Gross. How bad she wants to play with my hair. Okay. One time when I was testing out a drink, she took the glass, rotated to the part where my mouth was, and drank on it from there. Disgusting. All right. So you know she swallows. Um, so what do you plan on taking old ass to mouth? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, for some reason, I found that hot. Oh, this guy's fucking hilarious. Everything about her was was uh, everything about her was incredible figure, nice tits, and glasses made her look even sexier with her pinned up hair. One big problem: this is a game changer. She's seventeen. Oh, 
dude, I, she's got major fucking daddy issues. Come on, dude. There's plenty of whores that are of age. Uh, do I really need to read the rest of this? We got off at the same time the other night and just started talking outside. Oh, dude, if this fucking goes to some sexual thing, if I read it, is, am I part of the fucking crime? Is 17 legal in your state? Some states it is. Just a good old boy. Um, I did the gentleman thing and asked her if she needed a ride home. Fuck you. You fucking cunt. Don't lie to me. Huh? I thought we were friends. You're calling me up, you're asking for advice, and then you, what do you think, I'm a fucking moron? You didn't do the gentleman thing. Your dick was fucking pushing through your zipper. And you're like, hey, you want to ride home? You want to fucking ruin this girl. Tried to do the gentleman thing. You fuck. I, you know what? I, just for that, I shouldn't even read the rest of this, but I'm too fucking interested. Um, she politely declined and said her sister wants to pick her up, adding that she doesn't want to use me like that. She also said she was afraid that she might get u- used to it and expect it every time we work together. Understandable. It's not understandable. She's fucking jerking you around. She's putting on a goddamn fucking PG-13 sex show. You know, inside the bar, and then you get outside. Hey, there's my car. You want to just fucking continue on with your little show? No, that's okay. This might be one of these girls that gets your dick fucking, you know, hard as a fucking rock and then just walks away, just wants to see you chase it. And the only way you're going to get it is if you just fucking walk away from it and she'll follow you home like a lost puppy. But she's 17, so you don't want that to happen. Um, Anyways, however, she asked me to stick around and keep her company till her ride comes. She asked me where I usually hang out. Dude, can I, I, am I going to get in trouble for this shit? I'm not reading the rest of this. She's only, she's only 17. Why don't you call Kip Winger? He'll tell you what the fuck to do. I say walk away. All right? The only question you should be asking her is, when are you turning 18? And when she says why, say because, uh, I'll tell you on your birthday. <laughs> All righty, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Um, bittersweet this week, you know. Uh, Rondo went down, tore his ACL. I fucking love the Celtics. I really do. And I know there's a lot of people that hate the Boston Celtics. But you know something? If I can appreciate the fact that Pau Gasol is a great basketball player and Kobe Bryant, and all, you got to, even as a Laker fan, come on. You got to, you got to, you have to admit, unless you're just a straight up cunt. The fucking Celtics got more heart than any other team in the league. You know they do. You know they do. I'm telling you, they will fight you to the end. Even fucking Kobe said it. He said the Celtics never fucking quit. And if you guys think that because Rondo has gone down that this team is going to roll over, you're out of your fucking minds. All right? The only way this team rolls over is if Danny Ainge and those guys break it up. That's the only way. That's the only fucking way. And I was flying to God knows fucking where, and I missed that whole Celtics heat game. But I have been watching the Bruins. I watched them come back tonight um, after the Hurricanes tied it up. Hurricanes look good, man. Great goaltender. Fucking the cuntiest forechecking I've ever seen. Uh, But we somehow survived it. But they're a great team. We got the Devils tomorrow night. And they're always great. So uh, I can't believe how much I missed hockey. When it came back, I just absolutely fucking love it. It's the greatest goddamn sport, and I love that most people think it sucks. Please, by all means, continue to not watch it.
I love – it's great. Being the fourth most popular sport, it's great. You know what that's like? That's like being like uh, – uh, what's that like being? It's like being the bass player in this fucking awesome band. And you're just collecting checks. But when you walk off stage, nobody recognizes you. Nobody gives a fuck. They're all running all over to the singer and the lead guitarist. And you get to live a life. Go down to the beach, drink a fucking six-pack with your rock star money. You know? You got enough money to get a good-looking fucking woman. But you don't got to deal with the bullshit. What am I talking about? I can't remember what the fuck. What was I just talking about? Oh, being a hockey fan. It's great. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I, I was, uh, I've been on four planes in three days, all right? There's my excuse. I'm limping home. All right, that's the podcast for this week. As always, uh, if you want to buy something on Amazon.com and donate to the Monday Morning Podcast, just go to the podcast page on BillBird.com. We have a banner ad. You click right on the Amazon uh, banner. takes you right to Amazon, and you're on there. You don't have to do anything else. Everything's still the same price. They kick me a percentage. I take a percentage of that, actually a percentage of all my advertising, 10% to be exact, and I give it to the Wounded Warriors Project. You'll be supporting this podcast and uh, and the Wounded Warriors Project. And uh, that is it. That's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, give it a shot if you haven't already committed to a Super Bowl party. If you're already committed, still tape the game at home. Okay? And then just sit down and watch it and look for that play. I'm going to look for it too. The pistol fucking formation. I can't even remember what the fuck it's called. You love when they say that shit. Oh, that, it's basically a hot read. The fuck are you talking about, John Gruden? Why don't you come out with a book and explain it to me? What is the cover two defense? All right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. She's, she's a, this is not, it doesn't seem like this is the girl for you. She might be a little too advanced. Nia, will you stop alligator arming it? This might not be the girl for you. She's a little too advanced. This woman is a fucking war pig.
You're All alligator right? arming it. I'm <laughs> no. not. I'm trying to be like tender and you know nice. And you know what alligator arm famous. means? You no. don't watch sports. No, I don't. You know what? I really don't appreciate when I come down here and having this conversation with you and you want to throw these little sports things at me. And you always you always say, oh, you don't watch sports. Oh, you don't get the sports thing. Like you have to like remind me that I'm not on the same level as you. Like so I'm not going to get all your amazing sports references and terms and phrases. And I don't appreciate that. Can you guys believe <laughs> that when in 10 minutes – of just going on this rant about how dumb I am and how innocent I am with using the word fag and I, I don't. And you have like an innocent heart, but you're dumb and you're, <laughs> you just respond with rage. The whole way you made me this fucking like simpleton. You have me doing everything but fucking, you know, being a big goof like, hey, what are you doing? Like walking down the street like, you know, and accidentally crush somebody to death trying to hug them. That's how you just painted me. You're like, yeah, you're like of, a, of mice and men. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you're painting me. Within 10 you're, minutes of this. You're Lenny and of Mice and Men. That's how you, yeah, that's exactly how you described me. I was too dumb to know that fucking reference. And then because I, I say alligator arm is, okay, you've seen an alligator, right? Yeah. Do they have long arms? No, they do not. They do not. And it's basically, it's a, uh, it's a sports term. Um, somebody throws you the ball and you could actually reach out and get it, but mm-hmm. you don't totally reach out because you're worried about getting hit. Okay. So, it allig- so you alligator arm it. It's like, oh. so, and if you don't catch the ball, the guy can't hit you. Oh, okay. I thought. So I'm saying, you, so you're alligator arming this okay. in that you're going, this girl isn't the girl for you, but blah, blah, blah. He's in, he's, he's in there with the fucking pit viper. Right. He's the goat and she's the he python. Is, he is the STD free goat <laughs> and he is walking into a fucking incubator of just, I mean. I mean, this girl probably, I don't, I, I don't want to get into it. She's not the girl for you. She's not the girl for you. That's bad advice. Why? This girl I'm telling you is that a it's fucking not the girl pig. And what you is have he to... supposed to do about it? Tell the whole fucking school? I'm just no. saying she's not the girl for you. Move on to somebody else who's more your speed. Why is that bad advice? Because you're acting like, you know, she's not into sports, likes to eat, and is a morning person, and <laughs> he likes sports and likes staying up. Eat. You know what? This person isn't like, you know, this person isn't for you. I mean, it's like a foodie. It's, like, a, sim- like, it's a simple way of saying that, the, that, you know, you should move on. That's, that's all it is. No. It's like you're sitting there with the toddler, and he's about ready to touch a, a, a hot stove. You got to be like, there has to be a sense of urgency here. Like, like no, 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 no. This, this will hurt you. This will hurt. You know, you make the little fucking, can they don't even speak English? You're trying to fucking. <laughs> They can't, they can't speak yet. You're trying to fucking ah, go fuck yourself. You're, you're sitting there talking to this person like, um, hey, hey, try some of this sandwich. Yeah, I didn't really like that bread. Well, maybe you'll like this bread. Like, like it's just like this whimsical. There's too many daisies in what you're saying. This is this is a very dangerous situation. This guy should stay away from this girl on all fucking and all girls like this. She's got a she's on her period and she has no fucking like like class. She just opens her leg. Like, that's what was he supposed to do? Yeah, Pull it out? <laughs> and just go off on it? There's other ways she's suggesting anal. This girl is like, a, she's a fucking mess. Stay away from this girl. This girl will get pregnant. This girl will give you fucking a disease. This girl will steal your laptop. This girl's a fucking nightmare. Knock it off. All right. <laughs> All right. Advice for a lady. Dear Bill, I've been with my boyfriend for two years now. 
We're in college together, and he's currently taking a semester abroad. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Where, in Brazil? Um, before he left, we had a running joke that I was going to need a vibrator when he left. As a surprise parting gift, he got me one. I have a couple friends whose boyfriends bought them sex toys. So while I was a little surprised he actually got me a vibrator, I also happen to know that it's a relatively normal it's relatively normal for a boyfriend to do that. Yeah, that's basically like this era's chastity belt. You know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You're trying to lock down the pussy. That's disgusting. And yeah, that, but that's what he's doing, though. Anyway, yeah, but it's dumb because those things, you use them too much, they numb up your area there, and then the guy can't even remotely try and, you know, do something for you. And then you got to be sitting there bang, you, banging them as they're using, using the thing as, you know. It's has like this, you has, and an alien this, are fucking this girl. Has this, you and an alien? <laughs> <laughs> That's just all dick. You, <laughs> it has no body. What are you basing, all right, whatever. Let's move on. What so, am I basing it on? I'm basing my, my fucking life. I did live okay. a little bit of a life before I met you. I realize that. Yes, all right. Anyway, fast forward to about a week ago. We were on Skype. Uh, he asked you to take this thing out. Um, no, we don't have sex chats. Thank God. And he casually asked me how his gift... For me, was working out. I told him it was working out pretty well. He then mentioned that he had bought something for himself. A flashlight. Joe Rogan Experience is brought to you by the flashlight every week. Those are weird. See, those are very weird. Those are very fucking weird. But okay. Weird. They look like that thing Boba Fett I, fell into I, I, when he died in one of those, those space are, movies. Okay, well. Um, I knew He's trying to be faithful to her. That's nice. Okay. He said, she goes, I knew what this was because I am an avid listener of Joe Rogan's podcast. There you go. Joe Rogan's come up three times in this podcast who raves about it constantly. My boyfriend had never mentioned to me that he was interested in anything like that. And I always thought the idea of it was totally creepy. I acted like it was totally cool, but in all honesty, I really don't want him to be Fucking a perfect fake. Wait, I got lost in that. I actually was thinking, is Joe going to get mad that I'm saying that this is weird? Okay. I acted like it was totally cool, but in all honesty, I really don't want him to be fucking a perfect fake vagina whenever he wants to. I'm finding myself getting crazy jealous and angry whenever I think about it. I know, I know. I'm jealous of an inanimate object, which seems insane. Let me finish. I'm really struggling with this because... Because part of me wants to be completely okay with it since it's sort of a hypocrite. It's sort of hypocritical to get angry when he got me a vibrator. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but now I'm starting to think that maybe he only bought me a dildo so I wouldn't be able to complain when he got himself a proxy pussy. <laughs> uh, proxy pussy. <laughs> so what do you think? Do I need to suck it up and get over this? Or is my jealousy legitimate? Thanks and go fuck yourself. That's hilarious. Don't uh, let him go fuck his fake pussy. As long as he's not faking a real pussy, I mean, fucking a real pussy, <laughs> then, you know, it's all good. Plus, you, you it's not just, like, the the pussy that it's that he's missing. He's also missing, like, you know, your touch and kissing and the whole other part of it, too. And that fake pussy can't no, blow him either. No, he isn't. He's getting right to the dessert. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't be jealous. Have you tried these Brussels sprouts? Don't need them. 
Don't be jealous of Bring it. over the Trace Leche. When he comes back, it'll be even better because you both have been like doing it with inanimate objects. And so it's like I don't you'll think... be rediscovering each other all over again. It'll be even better. I don't think so it, don't even worry I don't about think it. it's a good thing. Why? Because uh, once you start down a path sexually, mm-hmm. you know, in order to get off that path, you don't just jump over onto another path. You got to walk all the way back up the path you went down. Get to the fork where you fucked up and then head down the other one. What I'm saying is <laughs> he might get used to just doing that. Mm-hmm. And the sensation of that is what mm-hmm. gets him off. And then when her pussy doesn't feel like the fleshlight. He'll, It'll feel better. He'll, he'll, he'll bang her. And then, and then when he needs to finish, she'll be like, all right. And now for me. <laughs> with that fucking thing. No, he'll <laughs> No, she'll feel even better. If anything, he'll be like, oh, my God, I forgot what a real woman feels like. And he'll be done in, like, two minutes. That's what you hope. <laughs> um, I don't think she should be jealous of it, though. They're both they're both doing the right thing when you're in a relationship and you're that far apart from each other. Because he Dude, could I, be I, out I, banging all sorts of hairy European girls. No offense to hairy European girls. But I'm just saying, you know. Listen, I, I watched this thing one time or listened to it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those call-in sex shows, and this guy had a the way he jerked off was he dry humped the rug. It was causing like chafing on his dick, and but it, it it was the only way he could get off because he wasn't in a relationship for a while, and he kept doing that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, so I'm just saying, like I would go easy on those. It's like anything, anything in moderation. Yeah, how how often is he using this? And how often is she using that? If you use a vibrator too much, you numb yourself up down there. And then when your guy's down there, you can't feel anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> so disgusting. Um, overrated, underrated for the week. Overrated, the Super Bowl. Underrated, rounds one and two of the NFL playoffs. Bill, this may be sacrilegious to say in America, but I actually enjoy rounds one and two of the NFL playoffs more than the Super Bowl. That isn't sacrilegious because at no point does Beyonce or Britney Spears sing before and in, in, in the halftime show. There's not a bunch of douchebags who don't like football showing up, feeling like they have to be there. You know, all the broads. Why are you look? Yeah. Why are you looking at me? Cause you go to Super Bowl parties every year and you hate football. Yeah. Well, they're fun. They're nice gatherings. And I, yeah, yeah, you I talk do. when the game's on. I like, no, I don't. Bill. You run. No, you I yap don't. When the no, most important I'm game not, is I'm on, it's room. disgusting. Like if you do it again drinking. this year, we're breaking up mm-hmm. each week. You get two games, both on Saturday and Sunday. There seems to be that we can win this thing excitement in the air and I can relax and watch the games in the comfort of my home or at a local bar without dozens of non fans in the room as is typically the case at a Super Bowl party. The Super Bowl, on the other hand, has become so pretentious in recent years, I don't even really want to get worked up for it as much as I used to. The game takes forever. 85% of the commercials sucks, and we're forced to stare at Madonna's beat-up face for 30 minutes during a halftime show. Plus, the two-week gap in between the Super Bowl and the conference champion really takes the air out of the sales. What are your thoughts? I think this is what you do. You watch the Super Bowl alone, and you tape it. And you start watching it. You DVR it, and you watch. You let you let you give the game a ninety-minute head start, and then then you just sit down. You watch it by yourself, and you you plow through the pregame, and you just watch the fucking game. And when the halftime show comes, you fast forward through that, and now you're into the third quarter, 
and third quarter and fourth quarter, it's going to be regular time football. That's the way to watch the Super Bowl. And you watch it by yourself, maybe with another buddy of yours who that uh, enjoys the game. That's how I would do it. You know? No thoughts on that? No. But what about the social aspects? Shut up. We were going to have brownies during the opening. <laughs> we were going to have cheese doodles. <laughs> Oh my God! The way the broads talk during that fucking game, and then they oh, all, Bill, and then and up. it's There's true. Women who like and then the everybody shuts up too, to watch so. the commercials, and then and then the game comes back on the. Oh, I thought that one was lame. What did you think? Well, that's definitely the best one so far. How much did that cost? Well, why don't you stop going to, to Super Bowl parties then, Bill? I do, why don't you stop? If you don't like the game, I don't do any of that stuff that you're talking about. I don't. Hey, talk I don't like needlepoint. I don't go to your fucking needlepoint parties. Do I? Don't do needlepoint. <laughs> I don't do needlepoint. Well, what do you do? Arts and crafts? I don't crash your Super Bowl or those things and come there and talk when you're trying to glue the popsicle sticks together. I'm not. And then shut the fuck up when... Uh, I don't talk throughout the game. I go in the other room or I hang out with other people if they're Lies, lies, it. lies, yeah. No, that's not true. Lies, lies, lies. Okay, that's the Monday morning podcast. Oh, before I get out of here. Huh, that's it. That's it. We're done. That's it. We did a nice long one. All right. There's nothing else? Huh? No. Okay. Um, Amazon.com, everybody. If you want to, um, if you want to uh, buy something on Amazon.com and support my podcast, go to BillBird.com. Click on the podcast page. Take it. We got a link. Um, whatever you call it, the little box, the little window thing, the little uh, the little icon. You click on that thing. I have no idea what they're called. The banner ad. You click on it. You go to Amazon.com. You buy something. They kick me back a little bit of money. I take ten percent of that and I throw it to the Wounded Warriors Project. You you sponsor this. And the Wounded Warriors. See? That's it, everybody. That's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. And, uh, yeah, if you ever get with a girl and she spreads her leg with the, the ripcord there. <laughs> All right? You're the goat and she's the snake. Get the fuck out of the cage. See you. Oh, <laughs> oh,